Megan, spring is one of our family's busiest seasons with tons of time on the go. There are so many places to be and details to remember. And the last thing I need is the constant irritation of uncomfortable shoes. So today we're talking about the Vionic Vitals collection from our longtime sponsor, Vionic Shoes. These are the best essential shoe styles for everyday wear this season. So Katie on our team is getting ready for warmer weather in Chicagoland with a pair of Vionic's Bella Toe Post sandals. These are Vionic's best-selling flip-flop style, and they have a cute little bow on them. They come in nine great colors, but Katie chose a versatile black patent leather. They're super supportive for her high instep, and they even come in wide sizes, which is a great option. Yeah, the styles in the Vionic Vitals collection are classics that don't really go out of fashion. And because they're such great quality, they're going to last as well, even with daily wear, which mine definitely get. And I love that Vionic offers a 30-day guarantee. Wear them, love them, or return them for a full refund within 30 days. But I have a feeling after those 30 days, our listeners will love their Vionic shoes so much they'll be ready to order another pair. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at Vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sweetheart, if you happen to hear some, uh, I don't know, some strange things during this interview, just, uh, just kind of go with it. Your hair looks good like that, by the way. What strange things? Well, I... See, on the application, I may have, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I may have embellished a little bit. Embellished? How much? A little, a tad, a little, minuscule amounts, really, just a tad. Ah, oh, Ambassador and Mrs. Katsopoulos. <laughs> I'm Mrs. Jacobs. Why don't you just sit down, make yourselves at home, and I'll be back with you shortly. <laughs> Ambassador? You tell them, Aunt Becky. Oh, right. Hey, guys, and welcome to a very special episode of The Mom Hour. I am Megan Francis, not here today with Sarah Powers. Um, this is a special episode. We don't usually do breaking news stories, um, as you know, if you're a longtime listener. But if your feed is anything like mine, it's been blowing up this week with talk about this college admission scandal that has implicated so many people, a few famous people among them. No, Aunt Becky. Um, and it's just led to such an interesting conversation in my feed and in my community. Um, people are shocked, but not surprised, which I think is fascinating. Um, but it speaks to this larger parenting culture that Sarah and I have really been talking about lately, which is like this idea of helping our kids without helicoptering, you know, helping them reach their potential without pushing them to be someone other than who they are. And I think this story just speaks to kind of like the seediest nature of this. Like when you take something that's in the culture and then you blow it up to this degree, this is the kind of thing that can happen. And so um, I'm really excited today to have Amy Joyce on the show. Amy is the editor of the On Parenting section for the Washington Post. She's been writing about parenting for a long time. And so I think that gives her a really good perspective on and context as to what this, you know, what this trend is like and how it's affecting people. And it's not just people at the top. It's not just people with lots of wealth and resources that are kind of trying to game the system it really trickles down and it's really trickling down institutionally because someone's making money from all this. Um, but it's really coming down to the level where normal parents like you and I feel this pressure to kind of try to find our own ways to game the system might not be paying millions of dollars or even thousands of dollars to do it in an unfair or cheating way, but we're still trying to use our advantage because we feel the pressure. And I think that it's really important to, you know, while holding people culpable for just outright, you know, bribery and cheating to also kind of, let us know that what we're experiencing right now is happening all around us. And so 
we do have options. We can kind of take control of the parenting culture, but it's not 100% our fault that we're all stressed out about it either. So I'm really excited to talk to Amy. Also excited because this is going to lead really nicely into a conversation we're having with Jessica Leahy next month for our April Voices episode. Uh, her book, The Gift of Failure, is one of Sarah's favorites. Um, and we're going to be, we've talked about it a lot on this show already, um, but we're going to be diving into that a lot more deeply and kind of getting into the fact that it starts really young. It's not just happening at the college or high school level. This is stuff that's starting in preschool or even earlier sometimes. So without further ado, I'm excited to welcome Amy Joyce, and I hope you guys enjoy the interview. Hi, Amy. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks so much for having me. So I know everyone's feeds are blowing up with this news, and we all generally know what's going on. There's some illegal activity happening. Basically, parents and others have been cheating to help kids kind of get a leg up. But can you please just brat, like brass tacks this? What actually are these people charged with? What's happening here? Well, it's pretty crazy. Um, they're charged, I think, with bribery. Um, it sounds like there's going to be some tax issues because what they did was sort of go through an organization that was considered a um, a charity, but they paid this guy to do things like bake the SATs for their kids, um, change their answers, um, pretend that they are on a school athletic team, like pretend that they they were being recruited by the soccer team when they don't even actually play soccer. Oh my goodness. Um, and then they got tax tax rebates from that because it was a because it was a nonprofit or a charity supposedly they were doing. But it was just blatant out and out cheating. It wasn't even, you know, donating a ton of money right. to the college and then <laughs> right. sort and of then the backdoor like kind of legal way of doing right. this. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. And is anybody trying to come out with any like I don't know, other side of the story, like the parents didn't know or they thought this guy was legit or is everyone just being pretty hush-hush because they know? <laughs> I have not seen a single thing about that yet. Okay. And yeah, the FBI was apparently, it was a um, following this and looking into this for a long time. I think they have a, a pretty big case here. But yes, it's still alleged. It's, it's not still alleged, official right. yet, but we're not, I have not heard any excuses from the other side. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and so here's where we're at. I mean, I think nobody wants to think about this as the kind of thing Aunt Becky does, right, from Full House. But I think on a cultural level, what I've been picking up on is that people aren't that surprised. Have you been getting the same feeling? Yes. I mean, the actual details of this when it came out, it was shocking. But almost right away, people were saying, yeah, it's, these details are shocking, but I'm not surprised. All of the, you know, the college counselors that I've spoken with, the test prep people that I've spoken with, the parents that I've spoken with, the college admissions people I've spoken with even have said, eh, we shouldn't be too surprised. This is sort of above and beyond. And this is not what the majority of parents who are trying in sort of nefarious ways to get their kids into college are doing. Yeah. But at the same time, it's kind of like it was sort of building up to this for a long time. Yeah. And I guess that is actually dovetail, dovetails right into my next question, which was you've been reporting on parenting for a while. Um, how right. long have you been reporting about parenting? Um, I should know this, but <laughs> I'm definitely talking that, years. Yeah, yes. years. Okay, years. It's been years. Yes. I think. Um, yeah, and, five to eight. <laughs> okay. And have you? Do you feel like you know when you say this is a building? Have you kind of caught wind of things like you've been on the edge of, of seeing this cultural shift? Like, are you surprised? Right. Were you shocked? Um. I was when it first came out just because it was so stunning and mm -hmm. such crazy detail. 
But at the same time, for a long time, I've been hearing about the competition among parents to get their kids into college and the pressure. And I'm sitting here looking at the stats of, you know, the number of suicides just totally increasing among teens and even tweens and the stress and anxiety kids are under and just how much pressure they're putting on themselves. And then I'm realizing it's not really themselves. It's coming so much from their parents and starting at younger and younger ages and all the testing that's happening. And I mean, even in the last few weeks, I've been talking to people who said their preschoolers had to take tests to to place themselves into uh, preschools or kindergartens. And it's just, it's kind of, this to me was sort of a sign of where parenting has been going for a while now. And the thing that's really upsetting about it is just sort of what we as a culture have been doing to our children. Um, And it's sort of coming out in very bad ways now as these kids are depressed and anxious at younger and younger ages. It's, it's sad. Yeah, it is. And and you wrote a piece about, um, about it for the Washington post and, and you were kind of detailing what some of these, like when this success at all costs and kids aren't ever allowed to fail and and kids aren't really allowed to sort of place themselves in the world based on their own interest level or merit or efforts or anything like what mm-hmm. does happen to a whole generation of, of kids or a couple generations now if it doesn't get corrected? Right. And, and what happens is they get to college or they get their first job and they're just stymied. They, their parents have been so on top of them for so long to go in a certain direction. They don't even know what they want anymore. And they don't know how to get things. They don't know how to do things. I spoke with the one woman who um, works in a university, a professor, and she said, I have kids who come here and they don't know how to make a phone call. Mm. They can't speak to adults. They don't know why they're taking this class. You know, it's just, and this is, we've sort of funneled our kids in such very distinct directions that we're not letting them fail, mm. which the author, Jess Lee, he talks about a lot. You have to let them fail in order to learn, but a lot of parents aren't letting their kids fail. They're swooping in and fixing everything for them or doing everything for them. So they don't know how to be an adult. Yeah, we're going to have um, Jess Leahy on the show next um, month. We've talked about her a lot. She's the author of The Gift of Failure. But one of the things I'm, I'm hoping she's going to talk about is how it does start earlier and earlier. We tend to focus on it when like kids get to college. And I think parents right. think, well, I've got all this time between now and then. You know, I've got right. a preschooler and we've got time to make make them figure out independence. But at some point, it's like that part just gets left out in the rush for this other part, which is this outward success, which if you're cheating actually isn't success at all. It's not, right. <laughs> right. And then your kid ends up at a college or in a job that they don't belong in. They yeah. don't care about it. They don't want to be there. It's not who they are and they don't know how to handle it. It's not doing anyone any good. I also wonder, you know, this is, I think what was shocking about this to me, because I was just like you, I was shocked at the level of detail, the blatantness of it, I guess. Um, right. But that's happening on a certain level. And then, you know, everybody wants to give their kids the best they can with whatever resources and ability that they have. And I think these are just people with a lot of resources <laughs> who right. were able to do it on this nefarious level. And you see it playing out in, you know, small towns just on a different scale. So it, like, I feel like mm-hmm. everyone's playing the same game. I know there's a lot of parents who are very intentionally opting out, but we're still sort of all submerged in this culture. Um, it's right. easy to get shocked about it happening on this level where there's literally money changing hands. Right. But sometimes right. it's figurative money, right? <laughs> or other things. Right. Yeah. Right. People will have other ways. Yeah. This, the details of this can be shocking, but what is it the parents among us or what are we doing that's sort of 
modeled on the same path here. Yeah. You know, whether it's, uh, I spoke with someone yesterday who's a, a very good test prep tutor here in the DC area. And he said one time these parents sat him down, he was tutoring their child and they said, listen, how much can we pay you to make sure you only work with our child and not anybody else in his high school class? Oh my goodness. They didn't want the competition. And he said he just was, and his word was gobsmacked. Yeah. And they didn't ask him again. He said, sometimes parents are under a lot of stress and they do some crazy things that they probably are embarrassed about later. But the fact is parents are doing crazy things. Yes. And here we are. So, okay. So we see that happening and I'm not trying to um, excuse anybody for illegally cheating or, or otherwise right. just trying to kind of game the system, but somewhere right. parents feel like not only is this something they can do, but that they should do. And right. I feel like there's culpability at other levels here. Do you think that as anyone looking to the source here and saying, what are colleges and universities doing that are, are encouraging this? Or is there some other level institutionally that where this is getting kind of exposed as well? Yes. I mean, that is definitely part of it. And it's starting at a young age, just in how much we're testing our kids mm. in school. And they're taking various standardized tests to rate them and grade them from young, young ages. And we have to make the scores and we have to get the points. And this isn't the way it was a generation ago or even half a generation yeah. ago. And so um, it's sort of a cultural thing now. It's not just coming from the parents. And, yeah. you know, parents will say to me, gosh, you know, my kid's a junior in high school. He has great grades. He's on the honor roll. But his classmates all have tutors, even though they have A's. Should we get him tutors too? And so you can see how that just sort of builds on itself because you don't want your kid to be the only one without this advantage, right? right? And so, you know, take on a second job or whatever it is to find tutors for your kid who already is doing well in school on right. his own. Yeah. And then the other downfall of that is your child starts to feel less confident and thinks, oh gosh, if my mom doesn't think I can do this, then maybe I can't. Maybe yeah. this isn't something I'm good at. I have to wonder what the kids are going to, who find out that they are, they did not get into <laughs> programs <laughs> on their own merits, how they would feel about that. And I think right. this is probably the tip of the iceberg, honestly. Right. Like this is one blatant case that's blowing up, but it, it, like we said, it's happening on some level all over. But it is hard, right. I think, to blame individual parents because there's big money at the top. <laughs> right. And it's very systemic. Even the tests, you know, like the standardized tests, that's a big, that's an industry. Right. Yeah. Right. So I am encouraged, though, by um, authors like Jessica Leahy. I know there's there mm -hmm. have been a few others. Do you feel like, this culture might shift back? Do you think it's going to, the pendulum is going to swing? I hope so. And there definitely is a very um, loud contingent of society that's saying, oh my gosh, people stop. What are yeah. we doing to our children? And like you said, Jess Leahy is out there. We've got this very popular book called How to Raise an Adult. Mm, you know, we've yep. got a lot of good literature out there and studies and research that I hope are rising up to the surface. Um, there's a reason that people listen to Jess Leahy and come out to her talks in, in you know, hundreds. We want to hear this and we, I think, are looking to sort of have other parents join us, yeah. um, join each other to say, wait a minute, we're doing something wrong here as parents. Our kids are getting sick from this. We're not helping them learn to become adults. So I do see a big population heading in that direction or 
sort of sitting strong in that direction. Um, but it's hard when you get wrapped up in a college admissions process and you see what all the other parents are doing, you do start to question, am I not doing enough for my child? And that can really backfire, right? Yeah, it really can. And, and I, I think it's going to be interesting to see, you know, down the road what the what the results are like what actually ends up being the the outcome for this this generation and hopefully it'll start to swing back in the other direction um i'm sure you'll be covering this at length um in the washington post so do you have any pieces you know planned coming up i think this is probably going to be out friday so anything people should keep their eyes open for um i'm let me see what's next so today i did one about what parents are doing um they're consumed by competition and and what they're doing to sort of fill this college admissions game um mm. so that one came out today and then the one yesterday was about sort of a general helicopter parents are sort of ruining our yeah. kids here um and i think what i'd like to do next is how we can be good parents to our high schoolers i yes. think that's that's what i'm working on next so sort of the more positive aspect Let's be strong. Here's yeah. how we can support them rather than and guide them rather than tell them what to, what do. to do and push them in the direction. Well, we will right. definitely keep our eyes open for that. I will link to um, definitely the one that was out yesterday. And, and if the one that you're talking about um, comes out before this goes live, we will link to that as in, in the show notes as well. But right. I would also love to just keep this conversation going. So listeners, like, let us know what you think. Um, get, reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram or uh, by email and we will bake sh- or even just on the comments on this on the show notes post and we will definitely kind of keep keep an eye on this story as it unfolds because I think it's just it's like so telling of the times it's like it's scandalous but it's like meh, <laughs> at the same time it's, it's shockingly not surprising <laughs> yeah you don't want that but yeah here we are well thank you so much Amy for um the short notice jumping on with us to kind of give our listeners like an idea of what's happening and, and what's next and I will be watching your work uh, with interest great thanks so much it was fun chatting Okay, guys, thanks for listening to this special episode. I have so much more to say, and I'm really excited that we're going to be continuing this conversation next month with our April Voices episode with Jessica Leahy. Also, anything that we talked about today, um, I'm going to link to a couple of the articles that Amy Joyce has written for the Washington Post. They will be in the show notes for today's episode. And I just want to hear what you guys think about stories like this. Do you want to hear more breaking stories, more kind of random bonus content from Sarah and I at the Mom Hour? We usually stick to a pretty, you know, Uh, expected schedule, but I think that we are definitely open to branching out and doing more stuff like this if you feel like it's content you enjoy and find valuable. So again, let us know how you feel about it. Send us an email at hello at themomhour.com or you can always leave us a message on Instagram or Facebook or just comment on the show notes post for this episode. Thanks a lot and we will see you next week. Hi everyone, Megan here. Sarah and I would absolutely love it if you would hit pause right now, like right where you're listening, and leave the Mom Hour a rating and review. If our show has helped you feel a little more confident as a mom or a little less alone, this is one of the biggest ways you can thank us, and it really only takes about 30 seconds. If you're listening to Apple Podcasts, you can navigate to the Mom Hour's show listing. So when you're in the episode you're listening to right now, click where it says the Mom Hour just above the play button, and then scroll all the way to the bottom and you will see the ratings and reviews. We would love if you would leave us one as well. Thank you so much for listening. The Mom Hour is brought to you by partners like Chatbooks. Chatbooks makes it beyond easy to create beautiful photo books by importing your digital photos from anywhere, Instagram, Facebook, Google Photos, or directly from your phone. 
The books come in a variety of sizes with beautiful cover options and binding styles to choose from, and they start at just $15. Plus, we have a great deal just for our listeners. Use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20% off your purchase. Just download the Chatbooks app and use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20%. 